Hello, everyone, and welcome back to my podcast. This is episode two of Crime Fiction Without Borders. Um, so last week, we really focused on the depiction of people of color in these crime novels that I am analyzing specifically. Um, I talked to my friend Olivia to get some of her insight on these issues, and this week we're going to be delving into more of this category and the complexities that come up within it. So this week I wanted to look more into how these Black characters in these three books specifically were portrayed in relation to figures of authority like police or their superiors. Um, And I thought that this was a very prevalent theme in all of these books um, or lack of themes in these books that I thought was important to um, address and to figure out why these authors use these different strategies in portraying these relationships and why. So in all of these books, there is very much of a power dynamic between whether it's the person of color um, as the protagonist or their superior or um, a member of the criminal justice system. Um, and what's interesting is that it's very, it's that very often in these kinds of novels, the police is the more authoritative figure, but ultimately they kind of end up being sort of undermined by this protagonist who might sort of be an underdog, um, which is especially sort of evident in um, Blanche Cleans Up, when the police is kind of, um, you know, is kind of cast off to the side almost. And um, we find that the ex-cons in the end are really the ones who take justice into their own hands. And, um, you know, the police are never really given a second thought to as to whether, you know, the they should take over this investigation. Um, and what's more evident in this book, Blanche Cleans Up, is the power dynamic that exists between Blanche and, of course, her superior as she is a domestic worker for the Brindles. Um, but what I found very interesting is that, you know, Alistair and Felicia Brindle are, you know, portrayed as these really high-class kind of ivory tower, um, rich white people and that um, Blanche works for. But ultimately, they are the ones, or especially Alistair, he's the one in the end who ends up being corrupted and his reputation is sort of lost and Blanche kind of regains some of the power that was kind of lost in her role as a domestic worker. Um, And I thought that this was kind of similar in Pleasantville as well um, in terms of the relationship with the police Um, because we, you know, we have these police officers and just members of the justice system or the system itself um, that, as we know of, is... Authority is what people answer to, but because of the way that they're portrayed in this novel, they their reputation is somewhat undermined um, because of this depiction. So, for example, we find Jay very much convinced of the corruptedness in this system throughout the novel from the beginning. Um, so, even in the first couple chapters, when um, his house is raided and, or his house is broken into, um, 
he says on page 29 um, towards the cops, he thinks he resents the cops for making him feel crazy, for making him feel that he can't trust his own eyes. Um, and then later when he kind of finds out more details about this break-in, he thinks to himself, no, no cops. He called the police Tuesday night. What good had it done him? So clearly there's this negative sort of attitude and connotations being perpetuated from the police in this novel, which kind of degrades their position as an authority um, in this storyline. And very much so, you know, you rarely kind of doubt the the will and the story of Jay and Neil. Rather, you kind of doubt the legitimacy and the accuracy of the police, the police's conspiracy, the police's theory, rather, and how the justice system is functioning. Um, that was at least how it kind of worked for me as a reader. I more often than not doubted the 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 ability of the justice system to, um, you know, do this trial in a moral way and in a way that J that Neil, who I knew was innocent in a, in a way that he would get justice in the most fair way, um, in which he would be innocent in the end. Um, but you know, I, as a reader, never really had that faith in the justice system because of how these authoritative figures were portrayed. So like I was talking with Olivia last week, I also wanted to kind of relate this theme to Murder at Cape Three Points by Quay Carty because this kind of theme that I was picking up on where um, there's sort of a power dynamic between you know, black characters and their superiors and how that can kind of end up flipped in the end is kind of the opposite situation in Murder at Cape Three Points. And that's kind of the contrast between these books because in Murder at Cape Three Points, rather than having sort of an underdog or an outside perspective of the investigation, like we've also seen for many other novels in this curriculum, um, we have a member of the police department who is the protagonist and the narrator and his who is more or less a fairly reliable narrator that we are, you know, persuade to like and to trust. Um, and so, you know, I think this really threw me when I was kind of reading it, whether or not to appreciate this or to kind of think of this as a fault in this book, because is this painting too pretty of a picture of how the justice system and how the police department works. But then again, like Olivia was saying last week, it's not like every individual police officer is white or is a white supremacist or has bad intentions. I mean, this police officer in this book um, is a person of color, and this takes place in Ghana, um, which you know has a different justice system, I'm sure, than America does, where um, many of these issues and corruptedness is taking place. But um, really the question here that I'm looking to answer is what makes for a better crime novel? Is it having this protagonist be a sort of 
black character who is sort of a minority, not just because of the color of their skin, but also in the situation they're placed in? Or is it better to have a person who is right in the middle of the investigation and has that authority, whether or not they are a person of color? Um, you know, what makes for a better storyline, which is more morally correct, perhaps? And I think similar to last week, there is kind of there is no really one right answer to this question, but I think, you know, in analyzing all three of these books, Blanche Cleans Up, Pleasantville, and Murder at Cape Three Points, what really becomes evident is these characters' attitudes towards the system or the people that they serve, um, which in turn, as I said before, sort of ends up undermining the authority of these people that we're kind of meant to think of as holding all of the power. Um, and so even in Blanche Cleans Up, not only is Blanche's relationship and the power sort of control relationship between her and the Brindles very evident, but also with the police in this story towards the end, she says herself she'd called on Othello because she'd never liked getting involved with the police, never trusted him to do the decent thing. Why had she expected him to have more faith, faith in the system than she did, he who'd already been through it, yet she really thought he'd turn Donnie and the recording of his confession over to the police? So it's even evident here that, you know, she is sort of unsatisfied with this ending, but it kind of goes to show that there really was no one in this story who believed or had faith in this system, in the justice system as a whole. Um, and she was kind of wrong in thinking that there was someone who did. And um, maybe that's kind of a flaw in her character that maybe she kind of has this false hope in trusting the justice system or whatnot. Um, and then of course we have Jay in Pleasantville who again is sort of this underdog narrator because he is sort of an out of practice lawyer who really doesn't have a lot of experience in the criminal law defense category. Um, but he, in turn, is the one who, you know, takes justice into his own hands in this case because he's the one who really solves this murder case and um, proves that Neil is innocent, not the justice, not the justice system itself. Um, they really had no hand in letting the truth come out. And so that in and of itself really kind of discredits the legitimacy and the reliability within the justice system, um, which is kind of the main, the primary authoritative figure that these characters are sort of victim to in this story. So after reading these novels, Blanche Cleans Up in Pleasantville, where these, um, like members of the police and the justice system are very much kind of discredited. I thought it was really interesting then reading Murder at Cape Three Points where this 
kind of person was the protagonist. And I thought I thought he was a fairly likable character at many points in the book. Um, and so, like I was talking with Olivia, I was just very curious as to whether or not this, you know, helped or hindered this storyline, having him as the narrator in this book. And I think that the most important takeaway I found was that it's important to kind of have, it's important to showcase both sides of a police force because there are people of color in the police force, like Olivia was saying, and there are police members that want to do the right thing and have actual good intentions. Um, That being said, I think that it's not kind of, it's not really all that black and white within these books, whether or not the justice system should always be painted as this hostile force in these books, or whether or not it should be, you know, a a guiding force in the investigation, like it sort of is in Murder at Cape Three Points. Um, I think that there's kind of a spectrum of whether or not of how that should be depicted in these novels and how these protagonists, whether or not they're on the police force, whether or not they're an underdog, whether or not they're a person of color, how their individualistic characteristics very much play into the circumstances and the situations that they're in you know, not just the, f- the system that they might represent. That being said, it is very situational to what is happening in our world today because, you know, maybe in the past it, is, it was a lot more common to sort of have these books with narrators who are members of the, who were p- members of the police force like Murder at Cape Three Points, but maybe that is all but changing in our world today, um, especially with the surge of the Black Lives Matter movement and the emphasis on police brutality and um, ACAB, you know, all cops are bad, which is a very prevalent acronym that many people are you know, that many people believe in today. Um, And so next week, I'm going to be kind of focusing more on this, on how these depictions of people of color in relation to authoritative figures kind of um, very much relates to what's happening today and whether or not these crime novels have a responsibility to shed light on certain ambiguities within these relationships within our system that we are represented by and how authors should go about portraying this. So thank you for joining me today and I hope to see you next week. 